All right. This is it. Episode three nice. of Slash You. Nice. I guess I'll stop the music. That's just a little intro into what we're watching today here at Slash U, where we watch campy, forgotten films between the years of 1970, 77, and 1988. We watch them, so hopefully we can get you all stoked to watch them as well. I am Nick. And I'm Andy. And we both want to welcome you to Slash U. Slash U. Welcome aboard. <laughs> so. Toot toot. <laughs> hey, check it out. We got new mics. Andy. I know. We're like so we're getting there, man. We're all professional. I'm wearing earphones. Uh, me too. Hold on, can like what? you know I'm standing across the room. Can yeah. you still hear me? Totally. Wow. It's great. This is crazy. <laughs> we um, are getting uh, professional. Yeah. These things are sensitive. Killer Workout. We watched Killer Workout from 1987. Uh, originally titled Aerobicide. Aerobicide. That's so... <laughs> it was a 1987 film? Yeah. 100, um, 125 minutes. Oh, one, one hour and 25 minutes. Come on. Nick. It shows up on Amazon Prime as Killer Workout, but you start the movie and it says it's called Aerobicide, right? I think that's also one of the main titles of a song on the soundtrack. Okay. That I think we can, we'll be able to share a little later. Super. Um, do you want to read the synopsis? Should I? Um, I'll read one that I have from okay. Wikipedia yeah, just to kind of, of get the uh, audience stoked. Sure. This is uh, Killer Workout, um, originally titled Aerobicide, 1987. It's an American slasher film written and directed by David A. Pryor. Stars Marsha Carr, David James Campbell, Fritz Matthews, Ted Pryor, Pryor and Teresa Vanderwood. The story revolves around a Los Angeles fitness club owned by Rhonda Johnson, whose twin sister Valerie was burned in a tanning salon two years ago. Detective Morgan begins to investigate the gym after several of its members are brutally murdered by an unknown attacker. Mm. So again, going into the uh, some of the actors, uh, Marsha Carr, who plays the lead, mm -hmm. um, she was also in a classic called Maniac Cop, which I'm sure we will watch at some point. Watch at some point. Yeah, that's good. She was also in a more Hollywood, more a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what? Mainstream? Mainstream movie. Okay. Starring Val Kilmer called Real Genius. That's a favorite for a lot of people. She yeah. hurt her credit was Girl at a Party. So. Oh, all right. So. Hey, a movie's a movie. <laughs> Uh, Weightlifter 2 was Joel Hoffman, which I wanted to bring up because he was in Slumber Party Massacre 2. Okay. Pumpkinhead, and nowadays he teaches Spanish. <laughs> Good for him. Yes. Bueno, bueno trabajo. <laughs> hey, muy bien. <laughs> Yo me llamo Monique. ¿Dónde está el... Yeah, so he yeah, doesn't so. need to teach us Spanish. We yeah, got yeah. yeah. Oh, we got I think we're good. Yeah, no problem. Maybe if we get slash you to our Latino brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. we'd have to probably learn a little bit more. That's true. We can watch some uh, Hispanic-themed slasher movies. <laughs> or do I wonder if they even have a slash you kind of podcast in Latin America? I I don't know. <laughs> well, it's sla slash. We're getting off track. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> One more I want to mention is uh, the the girl who played Debbie, who we will be talking about, mm -hmm. uh, Diane Copeland. Mm -hmm. She was also in a movie that we will. Play definitely put it on our watch list called surf nazis must die okay so that's kind of like uh some of the notes i have about killer workout yeah go ahead with what you're thinking uh yeah uh like you said david a Pryor directs the music did you mention the music music by no. i had uh peter mccartney and robert michaels composer is todd hayen h-a-y-e-n because the music in this movie is to die for here we go hey to die for uh -huh. did you mean to do that i did that was good i like unintended that. all right here we go just imagine a bunch of rock and rock <laughs> rock and rock is that what they're saying yeah <laughs> rock and rock and that's not a um, that's not a typo either that's like the real deal <laughs> This movie is essentially women working out to crappy 80s music. Crappy 80s music. I mean, that's a lot of the movie is that. I would like to think that if Killer Workout would be the final product, if Cocaine could write and direct a movie. Yeah, there you go. I think there's a, lot of, co go. a lot of cocaine involved in this movie. There was definitely some drugs <laughs> on the set uh, and perhaps even made it into the final shot. We don't even know. 
Um, but really man, no I, drug use. So far, I would out of the three that we've watched in our our episode run so far, uh, this is my favorite. I would uh, agree. Yeah. I would put this number one out of our three. Number yeah. one, number two, Splatter University, and number three, Final Exam. Yeah, I'm same. Yeah, same. Uh, this this was uh, just cocaine fueled romp through a Los Angeles gym. Think about the '80s though. At the time, I mean, it really was. I mean, it was all about aerobics and you know those leg warmers and yeah. fucking those one pieces that went up your butt like yep. a thong. I mean, it yep. was. And friends, that's what they really focus on in this. Uh, just a lot of leotards and and uh, yeah, the leg warmers. And... Yeah, if like you really were into slasher films and wanted to get fit, yeah. you could put this. You could leave this on repeat. Oh, for sure. And you after like five viewings, you probably lose at least about five ten pounds. Yeah, for if sure. You, and you got to watch your diet too. You might bulk up your right arm too. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, yeah, that's true. You know, there's. If I could make the subtle, the subtle jack off joke there. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Um, well, listen. I yeah. mean, it's we all thought about it. Okay, we just got that. We got that elephant out of the room. See right. you later, elephant. Right. Got it. Um. Uh, yeah. So that's you. You uh, uh, gave me the synopsis um, perfectly. That's all we're looking for. It's a. It's a good one though. It Watch is a. It. It is a good one, and I think, you know, like, we'll just kind of go through it before we kind of get into our kill count, what we right. think about the movie. Let's just kind of go down to see what happens. Um, we are, uh, by the way, we should mention this every week, we're going to spoil this whole thing. Oh, yeah. A complete full spoilers. So call. if you're more interested in uh, in watching the movie first, uh, spoiler-free, then, then by all means go ahead, and uh, we will do our best. We'll, we'll, we'll always be announcing next week's movie uh, at the end of the podcast so that you can get a jump on it. Uh, and watch it prior to the podcast because we're not going to leave anything to be discovered. We're spoiling the whole thing because we're professionals. Absolutely, and, it's important. And, and and again, I think we should mention too: we have no film credit history at all. Well, you're an accomplished screenwriter. Uh, no, and I'm, I'm a, a broadcasting major. I am starting to get some awards in small film festivals, yeah. but uh, horror has been something that I figure that I can. I like to write as a writer, so. <laughs> Good. I would like just to go ahead and jump into the first scene. Sure. Um, go ahead. It's uh, it's it starts off as a classic slasher film, um, again with the uh, cocaine fueled '80s romp mm-hmm. of blood and boobs. We meet Valerie, who comes home after a hard day's aerobic work aerobic workout. She checked her answering machine. You remember they used to. They were actual real answering machines. Yep. And she gets a call, for, I guess, from her agent. He's like, hey, Valerie, check it out. You've got the the cover of Cosmopolitan. You're flying out to Paris. Right. And then, But then the greatest quote, you better have a great tan. So Valerie gets stoked. She runs back to Rhonda's workout, which is the name of the gym. Late night tanning salon. Late night, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's the gym, but she's going to do a late night tanning Right, right. It's session. nighttime. She's going to get a tan, yeah. So then the, it's uh, we get to it, and that's it. Like five minutes in, boobs. So we're like, hey, there you go. I mean, that's that's 80s for you. We also don't see her face. I should point that out. We yeah, never see. Good, good call. Yeah. We, that's a great call. We don't see her face. It's kind of in the back. Uh-huh. She disrobes and hops in the tanning bed. Right. What happens? Uh, it shorts out or something, some power surge or something. This is not a... Uh, uh, attributed to any killer uh, or anything that no. it's just a fluke freak accident that the tanning bed shorts out and starts uh it, it becomes engulfed in flames and um valerie is burned severely in the tanning bed so we blame the electrician uh well from an insurance standpoint yeah yeah you're liability gonna, you're gonna blame the tanning salon and the tanning salon may in turn blame the installer of the tanning bed and on up the chain until yeah that's just kind of how insurance works <laughs> but but getting back to yeah sorry she, no she was totally nuked she was she was nuked uh yes where's the beef we are de- definitely um it's in we, the tanning bed we are definitely under the impression she is dead and yes. burnt, burned alive yeah so if if you are a uh big fan of slasher movies and you like that kind of uh intro to where it just captivates you mm-hmm. i'm gonna give this uh I'm, I'm gonna say it was good 
Good. Some some have put me. Well, I'm, uh, the first kill, which we think is the first kill, needs to be quick and really hook me. Yep. And I think uh, they did this, especially not to sound misogynistic, but you know, it's like it is that typical '80s, like, "Hey, check it out, boobs!" And right. then, before, then you know, she's what they're, we think is murdered. You're right. They're you're right. They're doing everything that a movie of this genre and this era would do to reel you in: nudity with a hot chick, and then a kill or a death right away um but yeah that's good yes it is and then you brought up a good point andy but do we assume i would think this would be a great time if (laughs) the film somehow said five years later there is no uh indication when they go to the next scene how much time has passed uh is this tomorrow is it the next day unless you read (laughs) the description of the movie prior to watching it or or listen to us giving the synopsis of the movie you would not know that it's been what two years five years five years, five years. uh so we cut you know five years later and it's Rhonda's workout the name of the gym and um valerie has no name in this no. we in the intro we all, right you don't learn her name's valerie do you or is it on the answer machine it's no it's i, th- is it her I think it I is think says, no. hey, valerie. yeah i think it is but yeah when are we supposed to assume that it's her twin sister like i don't want to go off a tangent here but you wouldn't know you don't know till much later in the movie yeah but (laughs) i'm still but there still is a okay yeah i need to calm down there still is so is valerie still out there or she valerie or she Rhonda? like if there's twin sisters then they're this is when we should see why don't why are we doing this podcast we should just seriously let's try true crime true crime true crime next week uh the other thing I wanted to point out, as long as we're still at the beginning of the movie, it yes. is I, I looked, I made a note of this. So the first, the first on-screen dialogue lines in this movie, not counting the answering machine, occur eight minutes and nine seconds in. Did you know that? No. The full eight minutes and nine seconds until there's actually on-screen dialogue between uh, Tommy, a meathead at the gym, and Jamie, the trainer, when she's coming in late for work. And he's like, hey, Jamie, what's that zipper for? Pointing to the, her leotard. Yes, let, me show you, let me show you what that zipper's for. Yeah, let me see it. I think this is great. Let's yeah. check it out. That is the first on-screen dialogue of the movie, uh, if you don't count the, the answering machine, the agent on the answering machine. Oh, you don't we hear, count that. You don't hear any other speaking. Right, that's, I don't count not, that either. That's it's not a, dialogue. No, it's a recording. So, so we get in yep. after uh, the, the dialogue, and mm-hmm. we see Rhonda is the one teaching the class. We're five years later. The Rhonda's workout, the, the, which is the name of, again of the gym. Everybody's mm-hmm. working out. Rhonda's teaching the class. We see uh, Jamie pull up in her Porsche. Right. Jamie is one of the main characters. She is a, an instructor there. My question to you, Andy: How does a aerobics instructor? Afford, have, afford a, Porsche. a Porsche. I was just wondering that when you said she pulled up in her Porsche. <laughs> My answer is cocaine. <laughs> yeah, she's a drug dealer. Or, <laughs> but when she gets out of her car, millions of condoms fall out of her purse. My God. Which is okay. I mean, I, I'm, you know, it's oh, a that's great. That's right. Yeah, she dropped her purse. Liberated woman, taking right. care. Like, I'm down with it, but it's just, did they have to? I mean, was that a focus? Was that supposed to let the viewer know, like, this girl likes to fuck, you know? Like, I think that uh, it speaks to her character. You are showing that she might be a bit of a party animal, and yeah. one of the reasons why she may be late for work. Cocaine. The cocaine yeah. and uh, and the Trojans that are in the, <laughs> that are in the uh, purse. <laughs> so she comes in and. Um, class is over with and Rhonda is there kind of at the front desk doing you know signing a clipboard or something and Jamie walks up I'm sorry I'm late and you know Rhonda's pissed because she's like I had to teach your class when I should be doing my books you know you can't be late Jamie apologized of course right she's sorry Uh, argument was over pretty fast uh and Rhonda's kind of like just go clean up the Clean up the ladies' locker room. Because we're closing down. This is yeah. kind of, we're getting to the point where uh, the right. gym's closing down. I guess we're going to take, this is late afternoon. She's late for her shift. Late for her. <laughs> and it's right about closing time. <laughs> yeah. So that is pretty damn late. I mean, if I had a 9 to 5 and I showed up at 4.30 p.m., <laughs> that's not late. Yeah. That's, you basically missed the day. And then we have <laughs> we have your favorite guy we can't forget because he he does it's foreshadowing he comes back the uh, I guess next to the aerobicized floor oh right. aerobic floor there's uh, a a big guy which I think is you know not body shaming here but you know a bigger guy on a 
a bike. He looks like an exercise bike. He looks like he's trying to work out. But my whole thing with that was like, why is he there? Why are they showing him that? To me, like as a fan of slasher genre films, it's just like he wants to get a look of some TNA. Yeah. I mean, it's a great place to put the bike. And so he gets to look. I mean, look at, you know, Jimmy's there looking at the girls. Tom's there looking at the girls. Yep. There was a lot of dudes who would just watch that class and look at the girls. Um, this was uh, this was in the day when 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 the the floor was right there in the same common area as the rest of the gym with just sort of a half wall all the way around it. And this guy's riding a bike kind of off to the side. He's a what did I call him? A Luigi, Luigi yeah, looking motherfucker. Yeah, he, 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 is, has, he's, he has blue overalls yeah. and a green <laughs> green, green shirt. shirt on, and he's a, a pretty obese man riding the bike, doing his best. I know. Like, uh, I thought he was going to start grabbing coins. Yeah, I, he I, was probably the one person in this movie who needs to work out. Well, Everyone else was pretty trim. <laughs> yeah, but did it? Whoa, that's... Ooh, ooh. There, was some, uh, there was some foreshadowing from our friend Andy here. Just <laughs> remember else, that one. Everyone else was beautiful. Yeah. Yes, and he, you know, job bless his soul. He was working out, and but then, like, are you supposed to think is he the killer? No, big no. guy on the bike just wanted to see some TNA. Right? Maybe he was a little laugh factor because of the '80s people did body shame, obviously, because mm-hmm. look how popular aerobics are. Uh, um, the, the other thing we should I, I, that I noticed really quick, Jimmy yes. is uh, one of the meatheads who kind of he really likes Rhonda, and he was watching the the class, but mostly watching Rhonda. He wears a black uh, tank top. Yes. Tommy, the one who asked Jamie, like, what's the zipper for? You know, let me show you. That meathead wears. He wears a red. Red. Uh, I say that because they look very similar, in my opinion. They both have black hair, both beefy guys. And it could be easy to screw them up if you're watching the movie Drunk. We're getting the... (laughs) Which I did my first round, (laughs) friends. But I guess if you're listening to this, if this is your third time listening to this, you know uh, Nick enjoys a couple PBRs now and then. We're enjoying a couple right now. Yes, we are. Um, So so what Andy brought up is a good point. We're kind of getting to know our characters. We're Mm -hmm. kind of getting uh, to kind of set the scene for what's really happening at Rhonda's workout, which is uh, a full gym for Mm -hmm. meatheads and uh, people that like to do aerobics. Mm -hmm. But we get to our, what we think is our second kill, but spoiler alerts, it's the first kill. Right, and it's a beautiful uh, woman who just showers, and right. everybody's leaving the, the 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 ladies' locker room, and she says, "I'm going to stick around for a little bit. I got Take a shower." Time. Right, yeah. right, and uh, what there was like a friend of hers who knocked on the shower door and said, "Like, hey, you're taking so long in there," and she's like, "It helps me think," and she's like, "You must have a lot of thinking to do." So, got it. This woman's taking a long shower while everybody else is packing up and leaving for the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, it's when you kind of know the music sets in, you kind of know, like, this girl's going to die. And mm-hmm. how does she die? The killer produces a... It's essentially a giant safety pin. Exactly. Like a big safety pin. I, I... And stabs her to death. Yeah, I, it, that's confused me because I, I really, it, the second time I watched, the first time I was like, well, is that a safety pin? Yeah. Now, the second time I watched it, of course, it was just this afternoon, and I was like, it is a giant safety pin. Like, one, like, I guess in the 70s, you would put a baby's diaper. Like, I don't know. I mean, okay. I, I think it would be dangerous to put that on a baby. I mean, it's not that big. Oh, That's what she said. Right. <laughs> Sorry. It is, uh, I lame. think what we, we come to find out, it's essentially a big keychain. If I can spoil, which I just did. But yes, you just did. We find it. We come to find out it's a big keychain, but it's just it's a huge, sharp safety pin that the killer uses to stab everyone. So uh, I was just expecting maybe why don't I just go for a stapler, <laughs> a paperclip. Yeah, it'd be I mean, really hard to kill somebody. I mean, I guess because like in our past slasher movies, machetes. Yeah, you know everything's been used. And don't get me wrong, it's the safety safety pin does make a couple of appearances within this film, but I really was looking for a stapler. So, I mean, it was, uh, you know, a, a good kill. And then mm-hmm. we, you know, the, we see the killer pulling him all, kill, killer pulling her away from the shower as Jamie, uh-huh. the late cocaine condom Porsche driver, uh-huh. is uh, starting to clean up. She I... hears something. And as she's opening the door, as the killer is moving the body, uh, uh-huh. she slams, she shuts the door and goes to look for something else. Very important right here because we get to jump scares. Uh, Jamie is going back to clean uh, locker rooms and she opens up a locker right and a prosthetic fake arm falls out fake arm <laughs> who keeps a, a fake I don't arm know. in there it's obviously a joke or some th- some kind I don't no, get it but it's a gym locker room it's never <laughs> explained we don't know <laughs> but it makes an appearance twice it's stupid but then the next uh, fake arm and she screams and yeah then uh, she... our kill our then our victim who was in the shower falls out of the next locker right 
So and it's a misdirect, right? I mean, you think she's going to open this locker and the body's going to fall out. But a fake But a fake arm. arm sort of leans forward and she's like, oh my God. And she's like, ugh. In disgust, she shoves it back in the locker and slams the door and that's when a different locker pops open. Are we going to assume that's like someone left their prosthetic arm in the locker and now is walking around downtown LA I don't doing coke with just one arm? <laughs> I don't think it's a legit prosthetic <laughs> arm. I think it's a gag of some kind that, that someone who was high on coke said, let's put it in the movie. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. I, I mean, I, I still... Uh... And our, our dead body, our corpse, falls out of a, a neighboring locker and, of course, screams and we smash cut to a body bag getting zipped up. And, and we meet Lieutenant... Detective Lieutenant Morgan. Yes. And uh, how did you describe him? No, I didn't describe him like anything yet. He's been in a few slasher movies, though. I didn't bring him up on the beginning of the movie, but you know, just through his IMDb, he's mm-hmm. he he made a career of doing little appearances in some of these off-brand uh, films. But um, well, I tell you, he's the best actor I've ever seen. Rhonda, yeah. he doesn't hold a torch to Rhonda. <laughs> I guess that's uh, Marsha Carr, if I'm going back to my notes. Sure. Uh, she is fucking... And she's never in a good mood. Always mad. Always. Which we'll probably learn why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. learn why, but uh, we'll get into that. But uh, I love the line when uh, Lieutenant comes in and looks at Rhonda and Jamie and says, Hey, you know, we got this body, and Jamie is crying mm-hmm. in uh, Rhonda's office and goes, She was so pretty. And Lieutenant Morgan goes, Not anymore. <laughs> He's like that crass 80s detective, you know, with scars on his face. He's like, hey, she's not pretty anymore because she's dead. Not no more, she ain't. Yeah, Yeah. so they found the they found a sewing, what they considered to be the... Why was it bloody, though, by the way? Di- Di- um, uh, Diane Matthews, rocker, right. who they describe as jealous and a loner, they find a sewing pin in her locker. It's covered in blood. Well, here's what I think about that. The, the killer killed this uh, person in the shower shoved her in in this Diane's locker. Diane's another member at the gym who happened to be storing her knitting needles there. And I think just the body probably just bled onto the the sewing, the, the knitting needle or whatever uh, in an attempt to maybe frame Yes, Diane. that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Yeah, be, because Jamie, the, under questioning, uh, which is weird, the detective questions both Rhonda and Jamie together. I don't know why you wouldn't separate them, but it's fine. I'm not a police officer, I don't know. But he... He's asking them both. Rhonda's not helpful at all. Rhonda's kind of like, she, she pays her dues. She's kind of a loner, whatever. And then Jamie's the one who said, like, yeah, she seems jealous. And she she's sits to loner. herself. She's a loner. And she's lo- very pretty. And, or Diana, I guess, describing Diane, too. But, they, yeah, the I knitting love- needle. The lieutenant also, I, I put this on my notes too. It's uh, I love how he just picks up the s- bloody sewing needle without his hands. You know, mm-hmm. no gloves on. I'm like, good job. I mean, if CSI taught me anything, is you wear gloves when you pick up evidence, right? Right. He just uses his bare ass hands to pick up a right. bloody fucking sewing needle and throw it in a bag. And then when he's showing it to Rhonda, he's, would you show? A, I mean, I, I, again, I'm not a. We just said we're not yeah. detectives, but well, it, neither of them have been. Neither of them have been brought down to the station for questioning. Neither of them have. He's just talking to them in Rhonda's office. Right. I just want some answers right yeah. now. Do you, and guys of course, have any, do you guys have any cocaine? He just basically says, you know, learn my name. You're going to be hearing a lot more of it. Yeah, because then after uh, the some of the uh, other people within the uh, the gym, some of the members, they find out that there's someone dead. Mm-hmm. Great scene with two weightlifters, uh, really uh, forward-thinking oh, weightlifters. No. Next day, the gym's open. Yes, this is Sorry. the next, next day. day. Yes, good call. I thought that was funny. Someone was killed. We're just gonna open up tomorrow. It's not a crime scene. It's not roped off. They're not looking for fingerprints. <laughs> no, more people are dying. More people, more people are dying, and they're still like the members are there. Like, I mean, there's a couple references. We're just gonna open up the next day, man. Class <laughs> yeah. is still in session. Seriously, dude. I mean, it's like you know, this is the eight. It's it's great. I mean, nothing like we're seeing now. Like, yeah. fuck, we got a little, you know, a virus going around and, you know, we're not going to gyms, but hey, really? you know, I hadn't heard. <laughs> now you get like people getting murdered and yeah, but the, the weightlifters are great. It's, uh, these weightlifters are in there the next day, these two bros. Right. And, uh, they're like, man, did you hear about this? Some dude hacked up this girl in the shower. His brother that he, or his best friend that he's waiting, you know, sh- lifting weights with goes hey man did you screw her first i would you know yeah, yeah before you but you know before he was, she was cut up to pieces he's like i don't know i would have yeah she was a babe she was a babe great yeah. writing as a writer myself i was a i'm not you know you're just, a writer it was just i just love how they put that in there like these yeah. two guys there's no sentiment like no 
I blame the cocaine. Yeah, there's a meathead. Meanwhile, uh, another main character of the story that they're about to introduce, Chuck, Chuck Dawson, is looking on, listening, eavesdropping to these guys while he's pumping iron. We see, you know, his veiny, bulgy arm while he's working out. And uh, Rhonda happens to hear them, overhear them talking, and they sort of, like, they see her listening to them, and they and they shut up because it's like, rude. Yeah, and she's yeah. also, she owns the damn gym. She owns the gym, yeah. So... Then we go, what, Chuck is in Rhonda's office next? Yeah, well, we or... Rhonda's walking to her office, and she's, right. she's kind of pissed. Right. And now she sees Jamie As working usual. out, and um, it's like, I don't know if I can get this to play, but uh, one of my favorite lines, I think if we can try it right now. Okay. Okay, how are you doing? The business is bad enough already. What? But just teach the class to stop showing your tits and tight little ass. Got it? So... <laughs> Rhonda. Just teach the class and stop showing off your tits and your tight little, little ass. ass. So I was like, "That's another." If I had a way. nickel. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have ten cents. No, uh, but it was just a great line as Rhonda's going back to the office mm-hmm. to bust Chuck. But you know, she's getting mad at Jamie because she thinks she's just showing off her uh, tits and, tits tight, and little tight little ass. ass. So yeah. uh, then we do meet she Chuck is. Dawson. So yes, and uh, he's if if you can. Think of like James Vanderbeek had a father who was steroid fueled and yeah. really into tight shorts and cocaine. That's who your guy. We'll put I that on our he, Instagram. I thought he vaguely looked like Christian Bale. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Vaguely. I like that. Uh, I could see if they rebooted this movie today, which is I think what everyone's clamoring for. CrossFit. Uh, <laughs> that it, CrossFit yeah. and cocaine. CrossFit, the killer workout. That Christian Bale could play the part of Chuck. Chuck Dawson and not miss a beat because he would probably put on the muscle. For well, it, so. he would be expensive. You could get a yeah, James Vanderbeek a lot cheaper. Uh, yeah, you could. Okay. Right. Oh, and today's so. tonight's drinking game on Slash U. Every time we say the word cocaine, drink. Mm, sure. That's have a weekly drinking game. <laughs> yeah. I also think if the movie itself says its name, that should be some sort of siren prize or something. Like if you're in the movie and they say, man, that was, pew, a, pew, pew. That was a killer workout. Hey, drink. Um, Chuck Dawson's looking through files in the file cabinet. Rhonda doesn't take too kindly to it. Hey, what are you doing? You know, uh, get, you know what, if you want to, what did she say? It's like, if you want to feel, go out on Hollywood Boulevard or something like that. Yeah, get to work. <laughs> No, he then he says, "Oh, hey, I was hired by your your silent partner, your your senior partner. I was hired to start working today." And he explains, "I work here now." And she had no knowledge that he was coming to work. But he had the papers, he and the so papers. again, Rhonda is not a uh, sociable, personable person. No, so she kicks a, his ass a out of, of the bitch. Yeah, kicks him, kicks his ass out of the office where we find him dumping some trash. Yeah, where he meets Jimmy Black, Black Tank Top Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. And Jimmy, we have to please stress that he loves Rhonda. Jimmy loves Rhonda to the point where it's unhealthy. He ignores other girls. Yeah. Other girls look at him and smile at him. Right. He does not care. He's obsessed. He's obs- He loves Rhonda. Yeah. So uh, he pulls up in his uh, little car. His black, I don't know, Mustang GT. I'm going to no, piss off it... the car nerds again. Yeah, we like are. We did last no, week. we're going to do it. No, but, but it I'm... is a higher, it's a sweet looking sure sports it wasn't car. A, I thought it was a Pinto. Oh, I thought it looked like a, a cool sports car. You tell how much I, there's a blooper too in this scene. Uh, you, apparently, in the car, you can see the reflection of the boom mic. Boom mic. Um, um, whoops. So, but he pulls up to Chuck. Yeah. And they decide to turn the parking lot into a dojo. Yeah. Who knows? And they they go at it. This is a roid fueled. This thing. is a battle, and they just yeah. punch each other, and yeah. then uh, Chuck wins this battle. Mm-hmm. It escalated quickly. Yes. Anchorman style. <laughs> I don't know why, but. I, well, because he wants to protect Rhonda. He saw right. Chuck talking to fucking Rhonda, and he got pissed. Yeah. You know, he, you know, it's an unhealthy obsession. This is when I learned that Jimmy is a... He's a romantic. Oh, okay. You want to put um, it that way. I'd call him a stalker, but no, that's No, I, I would put him in uh, <laughs> some of the ethos of Shakespeare's, oh. some of the greatest lovers. Wow. All right. That uh, could be you know out there. But uh, he drives off. Yeah. Jimmy's, I mean, uh, sorry, Chuck's kind of bummed. So then Big Boob Debbie pulls up and goes, that was kind of rad. She saw the fight. Yeah, she goes, that's rad. You want to go for a ride? So they go for a ride to and her Chuck, place. And Chuck says, that's the best offer I've had all day. <laughs> Let's go for a ride. She jumps in a car with a random hot chick. 
leaves the garbage bags, leaves the job that he's been hired to do, first day. First day. And goes for a ride. First day, five minutes, this guy's getting a fight and he's going off with Big Boob Debbie. I want to quote Adam Carolla, one of my favorite comedians here, where he says the, I'll let you finish taking your drink of beer because you're going to laugh, but Adam Carolla <laughs> has often said that this time period is perfect because it's pre-AIDS, mid-Coke. <laughs> it's Everybody was partying hard, using cocaine, and no one was worried about AIDS There's, yet. Yes. That's why I think Pre-AIDS, we ended at 1988. Mid-Coke. <laughs> Mid-Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to... Uh, I, we, God, we're going on 32 minutes just going on here. Um, well, we can hurry it up. Yeah, it's fine. All right, well, so there's so much to, to, to dissect here, but mm-hmm. we, we do know that Chuck, in his first five minutes of work, pisses off Rhonda, uh, gets in a fight with uh, Jimmy in the parking lot, mm-hmm. takes off with Big Boob Debbie, goes back to her house. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Boob Debbie gives Chuck Jimmy's address. Because yes. Because he used to date Jimmy. Yes. She just willingly gives away Jimmy's address. Uh, and Chuck calls while she's at... Uh, Debbie's house calls uh, Mr. Erickson, the senior partner in the gym, so it sort of gives you an indication he's working for him in some capacity. Totally. And then uh, Debbie comes out, changes. And yeah, we have a great hot bikini reveal. Yes. You're not going anywhere, you know. You got so much to attend to here. Then they start kissing. They make out. They yeah. make out for a little bit, but not then bad. it's uh, we, you know, what what I what I dig is like. Uh, you know, Jimmy, who's we're sure is a, we think is a creeper. Uh-huh. Again, I think he's a romantic. Yeah. Uh, like, so do you think he's a creep or romantic? Let's say on a scale of one line to an eight ball. <laughs> what would you think? I mean, I would think if someone asked me, I'd say <laughs> as a creeper, one line as a romantic, mm-hmm. total eight ball. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. Th- he's creepy, dude. I, I, that's his, hey, friends. Sometimes Andy and I are going to disagree. They but... even do the dramatic weird zoom when, like, Rhonda walks away from rejecting him, and they do the weird zoom into him when he's like looking after her, like, "I want to get you," you know. You can just, it's, it's creepy. Well, so. you brought up a good point about the director and the director of photography on this. Uh, they didn't get along. Yeah, I read it. That was part of my IMDb notes. The director is quoted as saying that the the director of photography questioned him on every single shot. That's what happens on this podcast, too. You can't Andy, tell. And, yeah, Andy and I literally hate each other. Yeah, I throw Nick out of my house <laughs> as soon as we're done recording. But since I have cocaine, he keeps me around. Yep. Drink. Just kidding. Hey, uh, one also great line is yeah. uh, Lieutenant Morgan's getting pissed because uh, mm-hmm. he wants uh, this college kid to have some kind of report done, like on an autopsy. If he doesn't have that report done, I'm going to do an autopsy on his face. Oh, yeah. Great great line yeah he's Come pretty on. he's pretty rude on the phone um <laughs> or on the radio on the radio with his dispatch <laughs> you're a jerk what i'm busy and they're like where are you detective like don't worry about where i am um right. i feel like cops have to give their 10 20 but whatever what do i know uh isn't this next it doesn't is don't we go to um i forgot what happened after that the graffiti kids oh right we have some um vandals this is spray yes. paint the window of the gym at night they spray paint aerobicide. Mm-hmm. The name of the movie. Yep. And they also spray paint Death Spa. Which is another movie that was released three years later. So. Yes. And out of these uh, three, it's two girls, one boy. One, The boy we get's name is Curtis. Yep. And what we, uh, what, what I get excited about in this, uh, it's, a, it's a quick kill, three kill. It's quick mm-hmm. three kills. Mm-hmm. Curtis gets it first, mm-hmm. um, then the frizzy-haired girl, and then the last straight-haired girl. Straight-haired girl is, is in her my... car. Yes, in her car. That's my dick-kill shot of uh, the movie. Again, it's a soft-top convertible. Mm-hmm. Uh, very classic car, I think, in 80s slashers movie because <laughs> they can stick their knives through it. Killer goes for a knife instead of a safety pin and decides yeah. to start stabbing relentlessly through the soft-top. And it looks like almost like a, a bad game of whack-a-mole. Like right. the girl's like always dodging it. She's dodging know. the knife and She's, screaming. Yeah, but then finally, bam, he nails her in the head. Connects it. Yeah. Her head falls forward, honks the horn. So that's my uh, dick kill shot. Uh, my favorite kill of the movie. Sweet. But I know that uh, you got some thoughts on those three kills because they're they're quick. For, for oh, two minutes. Three um, kills. Well, what's uh, Curtis? The yes. uh, the first one to die. <laughs> Curtis is a. First of all, when they're done vandalizing the window, they both they they run. The girls run in one direction. Curtis runs in the other. So they're separated. Classic trope, kind of. They're separated, and. Um, 
Curtis, the the killer comes upon Curtis and just grabs his face with just the fingertips. With just the fingertips, and it's and pushes him against the fence and starts stabbing him with the safety pin. But yeah, just the fingertips pushing his face. Imagine, listeners, take your left hand and and spread out the fingers, put your fingertips on your face. That's what the killer is doing to this boy, Curtis. Let me see if I can move you. And, and yeah, here we go. Yeah, okay. Does I got it, you. Right, Nick's pushing against my face, and I'm not moving. <laughs> Right, we'll try to get away from it. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a very easy move to <laughs> get away, away from, from but Curtis doesn't do it. And um, <laughs> we almost, I mean, we could skip these in the kill count later because they're, we're yeah. talking about them now, but Curtis gets killed. And then you called the second one Frizzy Hair Girl. Frizzy Hair Girl. I, I called her Alley Girl because she gets yeah, stabbed, she stabbed in an alley. And it's one of those where the killer comes from behind her out of the blackness around and slits her throat yeah another good one another like. trope and, and then uh yeah frizzy hair girl no straight hair girl straight hair girl in the car as my uh, dick kill shot i don't i don't know that i picked a dick kill shot but i will on the fly yeah, you'll, you'll think about it quick here. um keeping kind of uh rushing through because there's really not more to talk about we start really getting to kill counts um oh my gosh there's a weightlifter uh who is kind of one of the jerks that kind of demoralizes the the woman that was killed in the shower like hey you banger He's doing what's called lat pull downs. Yep. I know as a weightlifter, as I I work out. I can tell. <laughs> He's doing lat pull downs, and like the pin comes loose on the weights, and the bar slips uh, and hits him in the head. So he's still alive. He's fine. He falls backwards, and he's kind of woozy, and just he, he's touching his head to see the blood, and looks up, and a big old dumbbell comes out of the frame and smacks him in the face and kills him it was so funny between that little sequence there i was thinking oh liability he's gonna be able to sue Rhonda, but oh, totally. then i was like never mind he's dead he's dead so then we discover that uh his friend friend comes running in right brad that's where i learned his name yeah, his friend's brad. like all right brad see you tomorrow oh my god brad i yeah. think they're i think they love each other i think they never explored that in the movie which yeah. they could and maybe in a sequel but i'm just gonna make it i don't know why it would i think be his a boyfriend sequel. they his, both die yeah his... <laughs> Here's the sequel. Both these men are dead. Uh, and scene. No, uh, but he does run in. He runs in and goes, Brad! And then uh, checks on him, but then we get a quick safety pin to the forehead. Nice clean hole right in the middle of his forehead. Yep, and so he's dead. He's dead too. So Jamie discovers the bo- Jamie discovers the bodies, but Tom, red shirt Tom, yeah. is... He's in, there. he's in the room. He's like, oh my God, well, he what just- happened? Yeah, he's kind of bending down like he's Look, dead. checking on him, but yeah. then Jamie assumes that he's killed him, so here comes Chuck. Jeez, Chuck, Chuck starts repeatedly punching Tommy in the face. Chuck Norris, motherfucker. Yeah, the thing about these fights in this movie, it's like, no one has any blood. No one seems to be physically injured. It's like a cartoon. They're just, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Chuck pounds Tommy in the face over and over again, and um, no visible signs of it. He doesn't have a swollen lip. He doesn't have a black eye. He's uh, knocked out, and we smash cut to a couple body bags. The the two guys are dead. Yeah, but the, Andy, i got to ask you a question, because you're yeah. the only one I can talk to right now. All right. Um, I'm the only one in the room. Yeah, well, Edie, but she's passed out. Yeah. Uh, Edie is our mascot, by the way. No, she's not, a puppy. <laughs> Edie is my wife. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but can you please explain the dream sequence that Tom had? You, oh, remember, you remember the one where uh, he's having sex with Jamie. Yeah. And then his own body comes in the dream, and then he murders Jamie while he's, you know, having sex with her. And, right. There's and more then, but then I get, yeah, we'll get a couple more boobs. But then I'm like, but then I guess it doesn't matter because, you know, he, he dies after the dream, doesn't he? Right. The detective is trying to wake him up. He's in the locker room after he's been severely beaten by Chuck. And, yeah, Jamie comes in and she shows him what the zipper's for and unzips yes. the top and gets up on top of him. And then, you're right, him, him himself walks in and yeah. slits her throat. What does that mean? I mean, I don't know. That's weird. If we have any uh, psychology, psycho- yeah. Yeah, psychology majors listening to this, can <laughs> you please uh, watch the movie and... Give us a give and us then, a give us a reach after out. he reach out to after us after he kills Jamie then he starts grabbing him you know it's like he's fighting with himself and the detective turns out is waking him up yes yeah. but and the um, detective leaves him in the locker room for a second and the killer kills him kills him <laughs> yeah. so I mean yes a safety pin uh, why wouldn't they lock down the building <laughs> because that's, that's my next thought uh, Andy <laughs> is that business is still booming at the gym boobs butts. 
Don't see the take note. Cocaine doesn't seem to take notice to multiple people, multiple people dying. It doesn't matter. I mean, people are still working out. I mean, we're seriously like eight people. Why wouldn't the detectives hit, lock the doors? No one leaves this building. One of them's the killer. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, this is like when it's I'm starting to get lost because then we, you know, start we we fast forward to Rhonda's house where she's swimming. It's a a far shot of her swimming in her pool. We see both Jimmy and Chuck yeah. at this house, like they're both creeping. Yep. Uh, they Jimmy attacks. Jimmy attacks Chuck. Chuck gets the drop on him. Gets the drop on him, and then they fight. Rhonda runs inside. Mm-hmm. And then Chuck does this great, you know, hits a rake to his leg, and blood comes yeah. out. But Chuck does actually uh, win this. Uh, Jimmy wins it. Jimmy wins the fight. But I was yeah. waiting for Chuck to say the line like, "You may have won this battle, but I'm gonna win the war." But yeah, I don't get it. That, uh, yeah, that didn't happen. Kicks um, him into the swimming pool, and we smash cut to, to Chuck waking up in the living room with the detective and, and Rhonda. Rhonda. And we find out Chuck is like, yeah, and we find out Chuck is a private investigator. Yep, who's been hired by. The senior partner in the gym, Mr. Erickson, to investigate the murders. He was in, he was hired like the next day after that first murder to investigate and try to see what's going on. Rhonda doesn't like it. She doesn't take too kindly of it. She's a she doesn't take too kindly to anything, brother. Right. And earlier, uh, we didn't cover it, but it doesn't matter. Earlier, Chuck had been snooping around Jimmy's house and he'd seen all these pictures of Rhonda and yes. all this obsessive stalker stuff. He breaks that news to Rhonda and she's like, "Oh my God, of course he's got pictures of me." <laughs> Mm, yeah, so, she, yeah. so they they establish they go out of their way to really establish that Jimmy is obsessed, and we're led to believe obviously he's our guy. And and Chuck does believe that Jimmy is the killer, and so does the detective for <clears throat> now. Yes, sorry, right. yes, the detective does as well. So you know, and and he's like, "You're going back to San Francisco." The, right. the lieutenant is like, "You're going back to San Francisco." Right. I got it from now. I got it from now on. Right. And Chuck's like, "Well, dude, you better just fucking watch Jimmy, man, because <laughs> you know I'm all muscular." and looking pretty dope but uh, <laughs> Christian Bale fucking Vanderbeek but anyway at the hour and two mark we see a bald gnarly head put on a wig and we're to assume this is Valerie that was fried up in the tanning bed in the beginning of the movie and right, so right. we realize that it's a bald gnarly head uh, severely burned head yeah yeah severely burned head so I didn't mean to you know I'm not saying I'm bald so I'm not saying bald people are severely gnarly but it's you could tell it's burnt yeah and you're like oh my gosh it's a girl who's burned in the beginning of the movie right yes. wow but let's just go ahead and spoil it. It's not Valerie. It's, it's actually Rhonda. Rhonda's the one that's killing everybody. OMG, Rhonda's been a burn victim this whole time. And why is she killing everybody? We don't know. Because she's pissed that 70% of her body was burnt and oh. that everybody in the gym is, you know, has these hot cocaine bodies and she's jealous that she doesn't have those bodies anymore. You know, like <laughs> even Lieutenant said like, hey, you don't, you know, not even like the grossest man in the world will want to fuck you. Like, so she right. is like... Like, she's bummed out. Like, I'm going to post something on our Instagram that's she rips off her shirt to show her chest that seriously looks like there's chocolate mousse rubbed all over. That's all it looks like. Special effects was this. Hey, we got to make her boobs look burnt. What do we have? Uh, well, I made a pie the other day. I got some chocolate mousse. <laughs> Throw it on there. It'll Throw work. It on her chest. Yeah, so, I mean, seriously, I'm going to post it. Right. Uh, Detective Morgan obviously confronts her with all this after learning that she had no twin sister. Yep, it was just yeah. R- Rhonda got burnt and she made up a lie about a twin sister. Right. And this is when Andy gets to act. Like, it was a five-minute scene where they're, it's Jimmy and the detective, or lieutenant chasing each other around in, like, an industrial place. Like, it, it, it turned into an action movie. Right, it was, it was ridiculous. I didn't dig it. That scene was unnecessary, the detective chasing Jimmy. Jimmy got away. He kicked the detective in the face and knocked him out, and he got away. Yep, because and he he wanted to go after Chuck. Yeah, because I want to go ahead and jump forward. I mean, we're, we're yeah, we should. We're, yeah, I I want to talk to him about Jimmy. Jimmy wanted to protect Rhonda. Right. He he does wind up killing, killing. Uh, Chuck Dawson. Yes. Chuck, Chuck Dawson went back to the gym to pack up his stuff, his suitcase, and get back to San Francisco. And as he was leaving, Jimmy's there and hits him with his car. And then finishes him and with... finishes him off, stabs him with like a... Ice pick? Yeah, I think it was an ice pick. Yeah, so yeah. that is where I want to drop in about... We talk about like where I believe that uh, who Jimmy is and his sure. broken heart and the broken man that he's become. Mm. Well, um, we're going to get it's serious. A, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, like if romance and cocaine met Shakespeare, mm. met aerobics. This oh. would be... This is Shakespeare for the, the ages, made, oh. in the, not made in the 80s with drugs. <laughs> And, and boobs and stuff. <laughs> Jimmy wanted to protect Rhonda. No, yeah. I mean, does he? I didn't know if, if I, who knows if he 
was like, you have chocolate mousse boobs. Like, I don't know about saying he knew, but he really loved her. And he wanted to protect her. That's why he killed Chuck, to make it look like that he was the killer. Right. But in the end, yeah. Rhonda kills Jimmy. Jimmy. with He's a broken man with a broken heart. He he. Can you give me a second? Yeah. Moment of silence for Yeah, go ahead, brother. Ooh. Yeah. Go ahead. Nick got choked up there. Uh, Jimmy goes to the locker room where Rhonda is... Uh, washing off in her um without her wig on and stuff and then he sees her with her full uh you know burned her full bur- fully burned body and um she busts out a gun and just shoots jimmy right there and, and he's kind of just like i was doing it to protect you yes and, i love you and that's where we learn that she uses that kill mm-hmm. to say i was protecting myself jimmy was the killer he was coming after me it was self-protection right self-defense right because the next time Rhonda walks into the gym everybody cheers her but before that yes our detective hero i don't know this scene yeah, was this so it's funny. like they just were reaching for what to do here the detective is driving Rhonda out into the country in a rental car uh we just smash cut to it and you hear Rhonda saying like what are we doing detective i was supposed to meet somebody for lunch and why aren't we in your squad car and he's just like it's a rental and he explains to her how uh his father was a cop and his father had uh tracked down a murderer of some kind yes and his father knew that the guy did it but the guy got off on the courts let him off courts let him off and so his father took the law into his own hands. He didn't. The, co- the, the, the father didn't. The father wanted to before oh. he died. The reason... I missed that. Yeah, he... he, he I the had to the lieutenant it. was saying yeah. was that he wished that, that his dad was saying, I wish I would have done it because after he got... After this mass murderer back in the day got off, yeah. he went on to continue killing people. That's right. Lieutenant wanted to stop Rhonda because she knew she was going to go back and start killing people again because he knew... She was the killer. Right. So our lieutenant friend is intending on killing Rhonda here and burying her body. But in a quick moment of distraction or whatever, she grabs a shovel and knocks him upside the head and ends up killing him. So And we assume she buried his body out there in the woods, too. Yes. And two days later... Uh, two years? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, I it's think a it's couple just, days later. Yeah, it's got to be a couple days later. The, the gym's back up. People are doing cocaine. I don't think the gym ever closed. Yeah, no. <laughs> it didn't. But there's more people. It looks like she's got like a uh, marketing girl who's like, I'm yeah. going to put a full page out ad. Right. Um, and Rhonda, what do you think? And she's right. like, uh, it's great. Let's, let's, let's get more people in here. And so the director of marketing goes, this place will be packed to the walls with gorgeous bodies. And Rhonda looks at, looks at her and goes, I'm counting on it. And then breaks the fourth wall and pulls out her her uh, her big safety pin and holds it up. To the camera. Lo- looking at the camera like... Smiling. <laughs> Again, well, I got a photo of that I'll post on yeah. Instagram I'm as about well. To, I'm about to go on another killing spree. So I'll put them in. So, and roll credits. Roll credits. That's it. <laughs> Let's uh, pause for a second and come right back. Right on. Time for the kill count. Time for the kill count. Kill count. So... Go, 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 go. So we know that Valerie doesn't die, or Rhonda. Valerie Rhonda. She, right. She's not dead. This is the first movie we've watched. I'm cracking a beer. This is the first movie we've watched, Nick, where the killer did not get defeated. No, the killer is alive, and we. Like, it would have been a perfect opportunity for a Robicide 2 or Killer Workout 2, the CrossFit right. years. Right. Um, but we get the girl in the shower. We got Diane Matthews. Uh-huh. Both killed with a safety pin. Uh-huh. Curtis looks like he's killed like with a wand. I don't Um yeah, Curtis uh against the against the wall. Uh frizzy right frizzy frizzy haired girl, alley girl gets uh throat kill. Right. And number five, the, the girl in her soft top yeah, that's through the head my favorite, with a knife. My favorite kill of Dick Shot Kill of the Week. Yes, sir. Uh the weightlifter, uh Brad, who we know, uh gets gets that's it with mine. a dumbbell. That's your Yeah, because I think it's funny how he's Doing his lat pull down. Sorry, That's, we have a squeaky toy. Edie's, <laughs> he, Edie's in the mix. She, she wants to say really something. wants to play. Uh, the the guy's doing a lat pull down and it comes loose and bonks him in the head. And then just when he he's like, "Ow, that really hurt." I think I'll be okay. <laughs> and then just out of nowhere, yeah, a big old dumbbell smacks him in the head and crushes his skull. That's a good dick kill. I, I like, like it. That. And then we get Brad's friend, which I would say is like his maybe his boyfriend. Yeah. Brad. Oh my God. He gets gets a safety pin to the head, right. and then we get Tom. Tom gets a pin, a uh, murder as well. Right. Then Jamie 
Uh, we don't really dive Dang. into this. Yeah, we. It's two quick kills with Jamie and Kathy. Jamie is hanging, yeah. and, the, and the gothic look on her face, like the special effects. Made oh her, yeah, she looked like a Smurf. They made it. Uh, yeah, she definitely looked blue and yeah. uh, d- deprived of oxygen, hanging, and um. And Kathy, uh, we assume, gets killed by the pen so fast. Kathy's coming to check on Jamie because she's quitting the gym and wants to say goodbye. And yeah, that's it. Like, she just wants to say bye. And she's dead. She's dead. Just like that. Then uh, Jimmy kills Chuck. So he's the, right. only, he's the only kill that is not... Not our killer. Not our killer. Or our main killer, I guess Jimmy, I the heartbroken right. Romeo of this right. film, right. is killed by... Or Chuck is killed Chuck's by Jimmy. killed by Jimmy. And then Jimmy is killed by Rhonda Valerie. And then Detective... Lieutenant, uh, Detective, Detective Lieutenant Morgan. Morgan. Is, is killed also by Rhonda to cover her tracks. With a shovel. With a shovel. So I think that total, if we don't include... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 kills in Killer Workout slash Aerobicide. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's our highest to date. I think so too. And um, in the post-credits, uh, they end the scene on um, our friend Luigi. The Riding big guy, the bike. Riding the bike. So yeah. I thought that was kind of poetic. Oh, yeah, post-credits, there's just more gratuitous uh, uh, hot chick working out yeah. shots. Bending over yeah. and, you know, lots of uh, snooch right. and butthole and <laughs> stuff like that. But. Uh, 1980s twerking. 1980s twerking. The, that's how Could I would describe it. Working. Doing, some, workout. doing some twerkage. All right, time for our plugs. End of show. We are on social media now. Yeah. Please go to Instagram and look up slash you underscore podcast. S-L-A-S-H-U underscore podcast. Uh, well, we will start posting pictures and fun stuff mm-hmm. that we do on this podcast. The stuff we mention mostly yes. where, uh, in the podcast will have photo representation. Um, I also started a Facebook page for us. It's just slash you uh, Facebook page. I had to restart my own my own personal Facebook account, which I wasn't a fan of, but I did it anyway in order to start a podcast page. So that's up. Not much to it yet. Uh, Leave us your comments. Tell us what to watch. Yeah. Tell us what to watch. That's a great idea. We'd love some ideas uh, for future movies. All right. But uh, I'm, I'm not ending, but this is yeah. just... Uh... <laughs> Perfect body you're trying to find. You can find me personally on Instagram at AndyMan006, and I'm also on Twitter at AJSoMad. I don't tweet very much. I tend to like and retweet other things that are funny if I can find them. We don't have a Twitter yet for this podcast. No, I, I don't know. know. If we'll do that. I don't know. Twitter makes me angry because of yeah. politics. But uh, I am also on Instagram. You can find me at GoodLookingNipples. Really? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's uh, T-Z-A-R underscore Nick, Czar Nick. Uh, you can find me there. And again, I'm excited about this podcast slash you. Yeah. We got to... Oh, shit. What the fuck? We, what, what are we watching next week, brother? Oh, right. Weren't we going to watch Blood, Blood Diner? Diner? Available on Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus, Blood Diner, uh, 1987. Yeah. It's uh, like a good one. It's good. We don't want to give the way of the synopsis no, just not. yet, but uh, let's just say Slasher Movie meets Diner. I mean, you can probably guess at some of the elements, so this ought to be a good one. We uh, This was actually uh, given to me by my aunt in St. Louis. Shout out. Shout out to Beth Lawler Collier. And uh, so... Thanks, that, Beth. Yeah, right on, Beth. And uh, so, uh, on behalf of Edie, myself, my name's Nick. And I'm Andy. Thanks for hanging out with us at Slash You. Yeah, keep on slashing. Oh, no. He tries every week. I'm not going to let it happen. Goodbye. Later. <laughs>